You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. So this week I have a special guest with me. I have Nicole Colwell. Now, Nicole helps startup companies to do better and she also helps executives who are still in their corporate role who want to start their own companies and and make that jump because we all know it's not as easy as just deciding one day, you're going to start a business and everything will fall into place. So welcome to the podcast, Nicole. Thank you, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited to have you. It's such a a big topic, this one. And I want to get started because I'm like you. I was in corporate and realized that I wanted to leave and that I had transferable skills that I could put into a business. But it took me a really long time to actually make the decision to, to start my own business, even while I was in my nine to five. And I think that one of the things that you talk about, which I love, is that it's like being an expat. And I don't think people think of it in that way. It's a massive, massive move. It's not the same world even. So tell us a bit about how you describe it in that way. Yeah. So I see it as moving from one world to another, right? And I call it the corporate expat experience because you're really moving from this world that you've grown up in that, you know, being in the corporate world, working for somebody else and adhering to their rules and you have a set schedule and everything. And then you pack up and you decide to leave and you move to entrepreneur world, which is totally different. So it's like picking up from your home country and moving to another country. You have different traditions, different customs, language, um, different people, schedule, everything's different. Yeah. And I think the language is one of the biggest ones. Like I remember the jargon, like the first Facebook group I went into, I was like, right, this is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to have my own business. I'm going to hang out with these people and we're all going to be like all together, part of a family. And then I didn't know anything that they were talking about. It was like funnel this and and even the way they talked about clients was completely different to how I'd known in the corporate world. And there was no one really to guide me on what it all meant. You know, there were, there were business coaches out there that would help your business get clients. But before that stage, I actually just needed to navigate my way around, you know, even the research process. Like, how do I even start anything? How do I kind of find some common ground with these new people that are my new colleagues really and make that work and it was hard it's not easy I mean it's a transition and my grandfather used to always say nobody likes change not even a baby with a dirty diaper and the thing is is that we're going through a change and sometimes you know it's very exciting we start doing the planning how am I going to leave what am I going to do And we jump over to the other side and we're in that honeymoon period. And it's kind of like when you arrive at that new country, everything is amazing. You're seeing all these new people and new things. And then reality kind of sets in and you go, oh, 
gosh, what have I done? <laughs> you know, what, what am I doing here? I left the comfort of that corporate world, that, you know, salary, that paycheck every week, the benefits, the land that I knew now you're in this whole new place and you have to decide if you want to acclimate. And that means you've got to learn the new language. You've got to figure out who to go to for help. That's one of the, the hardest things I think. And you've got to be very grounded in what you're doing and why you're there. And that goes back to mindset, which we know is everything. Yeah. And mindset before I left the corporate world, I hadn't heard of. So I researched things like, you know, how to start a business and, and all the things you normally research and strategy and all of that. And I never researched mindset because I didn't even know it was a thing. It was only once I got stuck in those first few months of I don't know what I'm doing kind of thing that I heard people talking about mindset. And it's a shame that that isn't something that you can navigate as you're going through it rather than once you're in it. Like if I know that if I've had the tools to deal with things before they came up, it would have been a much easier transition, easier experience. So let's talk about why you started this. So you were in corporate. Mm-hmm. You were like executive in corporate. You were at a really good level in corporate. It wasn't like you were, you were anywhere near the bottom. You were doing really, really well. What made you decide to jump? Yeah. So I was, I had a successful career. I was in the IT industry. I was an executive over 20 years and I had been sprinting a marathon. Um, I was just burnt out and there were, you know, things going on in the company that I said, it's time to make a change. I was concerned about personal brand, which is something also in corporate, they don't talk about very much, but as entrepreneurs, we know how important that is. And I just decided it was time. So I gave a month's notice and without a plan, everyone kept saying like, okay, where are you going to show up at? What what am I going to see on your LinkedIn profile next or next move? And I said, no, I'm taking a break. I have trips planned. I'm just going to take a break. And people thought, are you sick? Are you, is something going on in your life? Are you having a nervous breakdown? I was like, no, I just just stopping. (laughs) Exactly. And especially being, you know, type A kind of a go-getter, it was definitely people thought it out of character, but I knew that I needed it. And I needed some distance to try to figure out what I wanted to do. Part of the reason I started doing the work that I do is because I didn't have anyone to help me as we were talking about kind of, I didn't have those success stories. I didn't have anyone. I came from a family of entrepreneurs, so I knew that it could be done, but I hadn't seen anyone, you know, at the level that I was at that left and was successful. So I said, I'm just going to be that person. And so The reason that I do the work that I do is because I want to show people that it is possible. I talk to executives and and people in the corporate world all the time who think that's the only way they can make a living. And I want to show. We're taught that's the only way you can make a living. It's so ingrained in us because of being in that corporate culture that I, I want to show people, it's not that I'm anti-corporate. I, I love companies. I have great experience in, in my corporate career. But I want to show them that there's something different that they can do if they want to, that there are options. Yeah. And you don't have to stay there forever either. Yeah, you're allowed to change. You're allowed to just try something out. You're allowed to experiment and then go and, and do something else if you want to. And I think we lose sight of that. We almost feel like if we leap, that's it. Right. Yeah. And if it fails, you, you're on your own. And it doesn't need to be like that. You know, I see quite a lot of people actually who are in business 
who have done well in business and they want to go back into corporate. You know, they've, they've got what they needed out of it, but actually they need the social environment again. And they really want to be around, uh, you know, the water cooler type situation that we don't have as businesses, although we try. But yeah, it is very, very different. So what kind of things when somebody, you know, they think, okay, I really feel for me that being an entrepreneur would be a good bet for me. What kind of things do you help them with? So we work on mindset. Why do you think this would be good for you? What do you want your life to look like? We go into all of those kind of deep dive questions to really get grounded. I, you know, it's so cliche, your why, but it gives context to what you're doing. And I think that's the myth that most people have is they think, okay, my why is because I want freedom. Well, define freedom. My why is I want autonomy Define that. What does that really mean to you? And really deep dive and keep asking deeper and deeper questions. That's kind of where we start because that's the context that you need to know that you can do this to start building that resilient growth entrepreneurial mindset. And that's, what's going to carry you in those hard times. Because as I mentioned before, yes, you have the honeymoon period. This is great. I signed my first client. I made my first, you know, whatever money I sold my first course, but then you have that, uh, what have I done here? Wait, I don't have a steady paycheck, my benefits, whatever the case, whatever bothers you or what you miss about the corporate world. You have to go back to that context of why you're doing this. And you might come to a point where you decide, you know what, this isn't exactly what I wanted. Either I need to shift and I need to figure out what it is. I need to acclimate. I need to, to decide if I want to keep going forward. There's another option that you could go back to corporate. It's always there. You can always do that. And it's, it's a good thing for a lot of people. Um, they come back with a new set of eyes and they understand business differently because they've been in it. Or there's a third option. I call these your choose your own adventure. Right? Well, I like this. I like those little books that we used to have. <laughs> I love those books. My favorite books. Um, and that third option is you can do kind of a hybrid thing. A lot of people are going back as fractional different roles, like a CFO or a COO or, or just a fractional like part-time bookkeeper or something. So you can maintain your business. You could advise other businesses or have that kind of you know, temporary role too, to kind of help you get through the hump and decide which direction you want to go. Yeah. Rather than just, I think sometimes what we do as well, I've seen, I've seen clients of mine do this. They are in a company. They don't like the company that they're working for. So they decide to jump and become an entrepreneur. But what, what they're not doing is thinking their why should be something to do with the why you want to be an entrepreneur Instead, their why is I don't want to be here. So their why is what they don't want. But actually, there are things as a business owner you won't want either. Like it's not as clean cut as if I'm a business owner, everything's going to be fine because I'll be doing my own thing. I'll be working my own hours. It doesn't always work out that way. In the first year of my business, it definitely didn't. And I felt like I'd left a nine to five to work from six in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. So true. So true. And you know, that's the thing is that people think it's going to be amazing and, and all this wonderful, and there's still work involved. (laughs) And there's still things you don't like to do. And, and I always liken it a bit to a job in that sometimes I have clients that say to me, you know, I just don't really feel like energetically aligned to doing this launch at the moment, or it doesn't feel nice to me to start a Facebook group or to have a list and those kind of things. And I always think like, if you're in a job and someone tells you to do the filing, 
you can't go, well, I just don't feel energetically aligned to do the filing today. You can't because you'd be sacked. And yet one of the things that we have to learn to do when we have our own business is be our own boss. And I think that gets lost. Like people don't realize you are still going to have a boss. You're just going to be your own. And sometimes that's harder. So true because you have to be disciplined and you have to do those things that you don't necessarily want to do. You also have to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. And going back to what you said about maybe they're in a job that they don't love or or a company they're not crazy about a great piece of advice that I was given was don't run away from something, run towards something. So that goes back to finding out what it is you really want to do. I think that's the crux of it all. When you are looking at whether you want to make a change in anything that you do, but especially if it's such a major life change as leaving a corporate job to become an entrepreneur, what are you running to? Um, Because that's always what's going to be in your head is what do I want my life to look like? And I think that people don't design their lives. They fall into their lives. And I think it's really important that we make conscious decisions. What do we want life to look like? how will that happen? You know, if life looked like that, what do I need to do? And I was somebody that didn't do this well. Like when I started my wedding business, I'm like, I'm going to leave my job and I'm going to have a wedding business and it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to work for myself and I'll be around the kids all the time. And then I got this wedding business where I was working all the hours and every weekend was taken up. And if somebody had said to me, design your life. I certainly wouldn't have said, well, I want to design a life where I could never go on holiday during the summer. Like it was the opposite to the life that I'd actually wanted. And I just fell into it without really planning anything properly. And you didn't, did you plan? So you didn't properly plan when you left. So what made you then go, okay, I've, I've had some fun, <laughs> you know, I've had some trips, I've had a break. Now I want to go and do something. Well, it was interesting because I had several people reach out because obviously I built up quite a big network over the years and they would say, Hey, we have an opportunity for you. No, thank you. You know, and I just, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And somebody called me and said, Hey, Nicole, remember that time that you came in and you, you know, coached my team. Well, I have a team that I need you to come in and his words, kick their butt into shape. It was a sales team that was underperforming. So I came in to coach them. And within three months, I had brought them from near the bottom to the top globally, which blew my mind. And it started to leading to a referral here and a referral there. And all of a sudden I kind of stepped back and said, I don't have to go to back to corporate. I could actually do this. And I'm enjoying myself. And I mean, it was interesting because I didn't have a niche. I, I kind of violated all the rules and the things that I teach people, right? It was just, yes, I'll take that. That sounds good. I'll take that. No, no, thank you. I'm not going to coach you. So I realized that I had a business and I was helping people and seeing success. It was a private practice. And I knew that I wanted to take it more public facing. Of course, I decided to do this right before the pandemic started, um, <laughs> which kind of delayed things a little bit. And things have evolved. I think that's another thing is people think that, okay, I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to start this new one. This is exactly what my business is going to be. And it doesn't always work out that way. It evolves. Yeah, it changes so much. My massively changed. Like I went from wedding planner to, to coach within three years. And then from coach to knowing I wasn't a coach and that actually I was a consultant of some kind. And then that massively changed just in the four years I've been doing this. And it's okay to change, isn't it? It is absolutely. And you should, I mean, that means you're growing and evolving and you're also listening to your clients and to what people need. So 
I think it's important to, to be open-minded about it and to allow yourself to change. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things is not trying to be perfect. I think when people start a business, they want to be so perfect. They want everything to be set in stone and they've written their business plan and everything's completely done. And actually, if I'd have done that, I never would have got started because it never is perfect. There's always something you're going to need to learn along the way and work on along the way. And even with little things like branding, I remember getting paying quite a lot of money to get my branding done as soon as I left work. And now I look back and think, what a, what a mistake that was. Because within one year, I had completely changed and had to completely redo everything anyway. So it's about, you know, dipping your toe in rather than everyone talks about this big leap that you have to do, which is to cut off everything in one world and suddenly be in the other world. And I don't think that's the right way. I was in my corporate job for a year while I had a business. Oh, that's so smart. And that's what I advise so many people. And and that's why I love the passive income strategy in particular, because it allows people to kind of dip their toe in it. They're still in their corporate job. They're still have income and they still have their connections and their benefits, but they can start trying things out. They can see if this is something that they want to do long-term or if it is just something that they continue to do on the side. I mean, I think passive income is so important anyway. That's a huge topic um, that we, we could talk about at another time, but you need to have something there on the side coming in and you should do that in your, as an entrepreneur too, you should have multiple streams of income. But I think it's such a great way to test things out. See if this is going to work for you. You don't have to just, like you said, cut the ties completely and make the leap. You can, it can be done, but you don't have to. No, you don't have to. And I think that when people think about the passive income side of things, they think, well, I'm going to have to spend so much time doing it at the beginning. And actually at the beginning, you're just growing an audience which probably takes 10 minutes a day. Like it isn't something that you need to put 15 hours in because you're not going to be able to do very much until that audience is there anyway. So it's a great thing to do while you have an actual corporate job. As long as your corporate job doesn't mind, I know some of them get a bit funny (laughs) about it. But yeah, so if somebody's thinking now about leaving their corporate role, what are the three tips you would give to them to think about? I think going back and doing some personal work on mindset is the first thing. And I think that's key. And there's so many resources out there, but I think thinking about what you want your ideal day to look like, that's a great place to start. It's easy too. And what do you want your life to look like? I love what you were saying about how you started this business and you wanted to be able to travel and spend more time with the boys. And then that wasn't the reality of things. So go back and design kind of what you want your day to look like, what you want your life to look like and what you want to be doing and who you want to work with and ask yourself these deep questions and write it out. That is one thing that most people miss. They just kind of sit there and think about it. I'm guilty. Um, But when you write it out, it really changes things. I think also start exploring about what you want to do and see if there's opportunities for you to find people who are already doing it, kind of follow them, see how they're going about things. I'm not saying to copy them, but to see if their life matches that life that you want, right? If they're able to do those things and then you can start dipping your toe into it to kind of slowly transition But I think also getting a coach, working with somebody to help you navigate these waters to you know, work on the mindset, 
to come up with a strategy, a plan to make that transition so that you're not putting yourself in a bad position with the great resignation, this buzz that's going on right now. One of the things that I've talked about that I'm not hearing much about is what I see is the great boomerang. I see all these people. (laughs) Exactly. I think all these people have been leaving their jobs and the ones that have gone off and started their business because they're all excited about it. And they think they can do all this stuff. Reality hits because they didn't do the work up front to kind of make sure that their mind was in the right place. Their finances were secure, that they had the credentials or the training or the information they needed to get their business started. And then they're going to give up and they're going to go back to corporate. And it's not a failure because it's great that they tried something, but without doing that work up front, I think that setting that strong foundation is key to success. I think you're right. And I think that there's so much you can do while you're in your um, corporate role to research things. Like all you're doing at the beginning is just, you know, looking around. And I remember there are people there are people that will see you as a competitor who are already out there and they won't talk to you, but there are plenty that don't think like that these days. And I remember in the wedding industry, while I was in my job, I was thinking, I want to become a wedding planner. And I reached out to like 30 wedding planners. I was like, can I just like have five minutes of your time to see what your day is like, um, to see if you're happy being a wedding planner and what kind of things you wish you'd have done at the beginning, just five minutes. And out of 30 people I spoke to, only one of them came back with a yes. And that one of them really helped me for no money just to like navigate the waters because it's so much better if there's somebody that's already been there. And so she kind of taught me, I didn't know that business coaches were a thing then, otherwise it would have been a much easier thing to do. But she kind of taught me a little bit about where to start. And this year I have my vow renewal. And obviously then I had no money and now I have tons of money and she is my wedding planner for my vow renewal because I always think that if somebody takes the time to do something kind, you can pay it back. And because I remember what it was like when I first started in business, when people reach out to me now and they're like, can I just have two minutes to ask you this question? I'll always answer it because I always think, I remember being there and I remember no one said to me, go and look for coaches, go and look for business consultants. They'll be able to help you for a little bit of money and then you will be able to get all of these answers. And I wish they had because it took me like a year and a half to find out that was a thing. I agree. And I think before it, it wasn't quite as accessible. I think coaches were for like the Oprah's and, you know, for the, the high levels and, you know, the celebrities and all of that. And I think now obviously coaching is, has grown tremendously so much more available. I think also another thing that I would suggest is being open-minded about things because you can learn from the success of somebody who has nothing to do with what you want to do. And also be open to molding things because whenever I first found you, I I was like, who is this amazing woman? I've got to see what she's doing. (laughs) And I thought, well, you know, I have a successful business. It's a private practice. How can I do things a little differently and take some of these things that she's talking about, like a one-to-many approach and use this to sell into corporates or use this to sell into businesses or to venture capitalists that I work with. And it changed things for me because I kept an open mind about, okay, how can I mold this to where it works for me? I've seen some really interesting success stories from people who are like 
they, they saw somebody in the hair industry and that has nothing to do with what they're doing, but they're like, I like the way they did this for their business. How can I make this work for me, even though they were in technology? Yeah, because it doesn't need to be insane. This is why I love masterminds. So much of the things I learn in masterminds are from people in like a completely different industry. And I think we don't do that in the, in my industry. We don't do what you're doing there. Why don't we do it? This could work really well. And then you just take it on board. Yeah, that's so true. This information is great because I think there's, like you said, there's more and more people leaving corporate now. I think the pandemic has had something to do with it. They've just realized life is short and they want to be doing the thing that they absolutely love doing rather than being on a hamster wheel. And so it's great that people like you are out there to help people navigate these waters. Where can people find you if they are in, or maybe they've just not They've left already and they're in this startup phase and they just need help pushing forward. Where can they get hold of you? Yes. So they can go to my website, nicolecalwell.com. And I'm also, I have a podcast called the corporate expat experience and it's on all major platforms. Oh, that's amazing. It's a good podcast guys, because if, you know, like me, when I was in corporate, I didn't know anybody that had left corporate and done really well. I wasn't, I didn't have like a family of entrepreneurs. I didn't know anybody who was an entrepreneur. So to have something like that, where you can see people that have been there and done it and been successful, just gives you so much confidence. So amazing podcast to listen to. We will put those in the show notes. Thank you for being here, Nicole. It's been lovely to chat to you. And thank you guys for listening. Um, I will be back next week with the next episode. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.